0: A visitation a- Hear the spirit call spirit
1: Welcome to another I podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakubu. Be blessed as you listen. Come let us enter in. Father in the name of Jesus. We give you glory, we give you praise. Thank you for this gathering. Free flow of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. As I'm about to minister to your people, let your word flow through me. Let somebody's life be changed. Let somebody's life be touched. Let somebody's life be transformed. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus, whose excellent name I've prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. Tell somebody you are welcome to midweek service. Tell another person you are welcome to midweek service. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready to hear the word of God today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This evening, I... I'm going to preach to you or teach you on a subject that I consider very important. Hallelujah. Um, you see, we Christians, we are gradually relegating the important things to the background and focusing on things that are important but are not that important. Hallelujah. Tonight, my sermon is in the form of a question. And the question is, what will hell look like? What will hell look like? So, basically, today, what I'm going to do is to paint a picture of what hell will be like. And my prayer is that this sermon will stir up the soul winner in you. Hallelujah think largely the subject of hell has been relegated to the background. It's like a lot of we preachers want to preach the things that will make people happy, make people excited. There's not something that really excites and you know gets people standing on their feet and applauding. It's something that gets you to think. and I believe you are true believers and so you will find this topic interesting. Hallelujah. And that you will not sleep while I'm preaching it, amen. If I was saying receive it and cut that one, you'll be awake. But may you be awake today, amen. Even the amen is weak. I said, May you be awake today. (laughs) Hallelujah. What will hell look like? What will hell look like? You see, hell is a very terrible place. You know, there are a lot of people who actually believe God is too kind. To throw people into hell. I'm sure some of you have believed that at a point in time and probably even still believe it. How many of you have believed that before? Like it has crossed your mind. Oh, I mean, crossed your mind. Crossed your mind. I Me, mean, it has crossed my mind before. That, I mean, at this loving God, what we see in the Bible of hell, do we really think God will, you know, do this, throw people into hell like that? But If God was able to watch his son suffer on the cross and his son called him and he didn't even mind him. If my son is suffering and he calls me, I'll mind him. (laughs) Hallelujah. But God didn't mind his son. And he was suffering so that you will not have to go to hell. Then it means if you ignore that suffering on the cross and you don't accept the finished work of Jesus Christ, he will be able to watch you suffer in hell. Amen. So the subject of hell is very important. It's important for us to understand and know what hell looks like. So that at all costs, you will not go there. Amen. I believe none of us will go to hell. Hallelujah. So what does hell look like? Now, I'm going to establish certain facts. If you've been in this church for a while, you will know these things already. But it will be a good revision for you. Hallelujah. I've mentioned here several times in this church that hell and the lake of fire are not the same. Hell and the lake of fire are not the same. Unfortunately, people use the two terms interchangeably. But hell and the lake of fire are not the same. Amen. They are not the same. When you read the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 20, I think specifically verse 14. Specifically verse 14. Let's look at Revelation 20. It says, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So the two cannot be the same. There is hell and then there is a lake of fire. So the lake of fire will come into play after judgment. Alright? So right now there is nobody in the lake of fire. But there are people in hell. Do we get the point? There are people in hell, but there are no people in the lake of fire. Because that one will come after judgment. But I believe the things that apply in hell also apply in the lake of fire. Why? Because God is going to take hell and whatever goes on in it and whatever is in it and dump it into the lake of fire. So if we study about hell and what hell looks like, I believe indirectly. Because the lake of fire, the Bible doesn't talk too much about the lake of fire. All right? hell is mentioned more than 50 times in the bible and the truth is that jesus talked about hell more than he talked about heaven that should tell you something jesus talked more about hell he mentioned hell more than he mentioned heaven he gave more warnings concerning hell in fact the bible doesn't even talk too much about heaven the bible doesn't talk too much about heaven there are few scriptures about heaven that we try to use to infer to find out what exactly heaven is going to look like. I believe the reason God did it that way is for you to want to go to heaven not because of the beauties of heaven but because you love him. Hallelujah. Huh? Because if God should go into details and describe heaven I mean that will be your motivation for worshipping God but God wants you to worship him because you love him and not because there is a place you want to go to. Amen. Amen. So, there are a lot of scriptures on the subject of hell. I mean, I'll not be able to give you all of them, but there'll be a lot of writing of scriptures to do so that you go to refer to them later. So, today, it's it's a teaching. It's a teaching service. Hallelujah. So, hell is mentioned many times in the Bible. Jesus himself mentions it so many times. And some of these scriptures give us an idea of what hell is will look like and it's not a very pleasant place for anybody to go to and so the Bible has told us here clearly that hell and the lake of fire are not the same now Andy give me the the, the diagram I gave to you I showed this diagram when I was dealing with the subject of judgment and I'm bringing it here again for you to understand exactly what happens when somebody dies alright so on the left here you can see the earth So that's where we all are. That's the place of life. That's where we all are right now. So when somebody dies, what happens? There is a world of the dead. That is referred to as Hades. In Hebrew, the word is Sheol. Alright, Sheol. Alright. And it is a place of the dead. And this place is divided into two compartments. The lower compartment we are showing here is what we typically refer to as hell, which is the place of torment for those who don't live their lives well, for those who don't live their life for God. They live for themselves or for something else. They go into the place of torment. And then there is a great gulf or a great, um, let am say, a huge gutter, if you want to put it in more relatable language or a great gap between the place of torment and then what we call paradise or Abraham's bosom. Alright? So when you are a Christian and you die, you don't go to heaven yet. Heaven comes in after judgment. When you die, you go into paradise or what, what we call Abraham's bosom. And then those who did not live their lives well go into hell or the place of torment. And we've been made to know from Scripture that the gate to hell is wide and the gate to Abraham's bosom is narrow. Amen. It tells me that more people will go into hell than heaven. I made a statement somewhere and somebody was like, then it means Satan has won. And I say, has won what? Who said there was a competition? God can never compete with Satan. It was a competition. Satan will not stand a chance. Hallelujah. There's no competition anywhere. The truth of the matter is that more people will go to hell than they will go to heaven. If you read Isaiah, I think, chapter 5, verse 14. Let's read Isaiah chapter 5, verse 14. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 14. Let's look at the, 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 the state of hell. It said, therefore, hell has enlarged itself. That means expansion works. They are breaking the boundaries and breaking the walls because a lot of people are entering to hell. They say every how many seconds somebody dies. I don't know what the figure. dies. But people are entering hell. So if the expansion started in Isaiah's time, which was like 4,000 years ago, when the world's population was probably not even yet a billion people, you can imagine how much more it is expanding now because a lot of people are entering to hell. So let's go back to the diagram so when you die this is what happens your soul either goes into paradise or you go to hell or the place of torment so this hell compartment is what will be thrown into the lake of fire after judgment whatever goes on in here will be taken and thrown into the lake of fire after judgment all right now your soul goes to either paradise or goes to hell But your body has been buried here on earth. So what happens to your body eventually? Now when we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, let's read from verse 50. It gives us an idea of what happens to our bodies. Both those of us who are on earth at the time the rapture takes place. And those who are dead. It said, now this I say, brethren. That flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither that corruption inherit incorruption. Verse 51. He said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. The sleep is talking about here is physical death. Alright? It's not talking about the sleep that you go and sleep this evening. But we shall all be changed. He said, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump or trumpet, not Donald Trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed this is describing the rapture so the rapture happens unannounced we are just there and suddenly what will happen to the Christians those who have given their life to Christ they will be transformed and this physical body will be changed into an incorruptible body or a glorified body hallelujah because he said we can't inherit the kingdom of God with this body. So there will be a sudden change. So you see the rapture, is not like your spirit leaves your body. Otherwise the rapture would have been, after the rapture we'll have a lot of dead bodies. Or people dead, like bodies all over. The world would have smelled from a lot of decomposition and all of that. It is this same body that is just transformed in a second. And it becomes a glorified body. And that is what you go to meet Christ with let's continue verse 53 it says for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality verse 54. so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory verse 55 it says "O death where is thy sting O grave where is thy victory hallelujah but we also know that the Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first so before this changing so assuming the rapture took place in the next five minutes the first thing that will happen is that those who are dead in Christ will be raised Right, their bodies are buried in the earth, wherever they are buried whether it's in the sea or whatever they will be raised first and that body will be given a glorified body which will be united with their soul that is in paradise hallelujah so there will be a reunion between their soul and their body but this time around it is an incorruptible body it is a glorified body And the glorified body, when Jesus raised from the dead, the kind of body he had was an example of what the glorified body we are going to have is. Because, you see, when a company is going to manufacture something, maybe a phone, iPhone 12, whatever, they, they present a prototype. Everybody say a prototype. That is what they show. That's what they test and everything. Jesus' resurrection was a prototype of what we are going to have. He was the firstborn amongst from among from the dead. That's what the Bible describes him as. So his body, what he had, that ability to enter buildings even when it was closed. He wasn't a ghost. Jesus was not a ghost. He had a glorified body. That was why the apostles could close all the windows and Jesus would enter. And that is the kind of body we are going to have. Hallelujah. And those who have had experiences into heaven will tell you that people look hundred times more beautiful in their glorified bodies those who have had visions into what will happen in the future people look several times more beautiful people who were born with handicaps will not have any um, what do you call it disabilities if you were born a, a cripple your glorified body will not be a cripple if you were born blind your glorified body will not be blind if you were born a hunchback your glorified body will not be a hunchback hallelujah And so that is what is going to happen to the Christians. So what then happens to the unbelievers? They will remain in the grave until what we actually call the second coming. You see, the rapture is not really the second coming of Jesus because he will not land here on earth. we will just be caught up with him in the middle. But for the unbelievers, their resurrection will take place so that they will also have their soul reunited with their body but so they can go and face judgment and collect punishment hallelujah that's why Revelation chapter 20 further on says and the sea gave up their dead and and so wherever bodies are of people who did not follow Christ or people who did not give their lives to Christ they will also be resurrected and reunited with their souls but this time the destination is for them to go and face judgment what this means is that as for where you go you will know the moment you die it's not like we are waiting for the judgment day hey, shall i or shall I? like the moment you die you will know because when you die you are either going to paradise to go and wait or you are going to hell to go and wait hallelujah so there's no like is on the judgment day you know sometimes you say oh, judgment day that is when we will see maybe that's when we will see but the people themselves they will know their fate the moment they die when you die most people when when, when most, most people describe their death experience it's like they are there and their soul is just ripped out of them like that and it's either angels or demons that will come for you so if you are there knowing you see some <laughs> ugly creatures come say, and anko ye." You put your hands on your head, and unfortunately, at that point, there is no return. That is the scary part of it. But if you see beautiful angels in chariots, say, Oh, may that be your story in the name of Jesus. So, the moment you die, in fact, the second you die, you will know. You know, it's not like you are there and there's tension and you are waiting. Hey, no, 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 you know your feet. And so, those who die and don't die in Christ they go to the place of torment and so there are people there right now facing torment they are being tormented and you see hell the reason why hell is a terrible place is that it wasn't originally meant for man that wasn't originally meant for man it was meant for satan and his demons that's why god created it so terrible unfortunately man decided that we want to partake Of Satan's fall and the wrong things he has done. That is how come man took a detour and ended up in hell. But the original plan of God wasn't for man to be in hell. So, what are some of the things we'll see in hell? What is hell like? Let me start with the the ones you are very familiar with first. First of all, there's fire in hell. Who doesn't know that? (laughs) There's fire in hell. If there's fire, then it means there'll be heat there will be a lot of heat. Do you see how you feel when there's no electricity? Even in the night when the sun is not up, you feel very hot. Hell is much, 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 much worse because the fire is right in your face. You see how uncomfortable it is? Those of you who like comfort, make sure you don't go to hell because it's a very, very uncomfortable place. There is fire in hell. Let's read Matthew chapter 13, verse 49 to 50. Matthew 13, 49 to 50. New King James. It says, So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth. Separate the wicked from among the just. Verse fifty and cast them into the furnace of fire everybody say furnace of fire he said and there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth so the second point is that apart from the fact that there's fire in hell there is wailing 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 is different from crying wailing you can cry silently but wailing you shout you put your hand on your head a sign of agony why is there wailing and gnashing of teeth aside the the pain physical pain people feel there's a lot of emotional pain in actual fact some theologians believe the pain in hell is more emotional than physical because actually in hell until whatever body it is is reunited with the soul it is your soul that is in, in hell your soul is a seat of emotion so there's there's a lot of emotion. emotional pain can be worse than physical pain emotional torment can be worse than physical torment but those who have been there and have come back say there is some physical pain there's like you feel pain real pain as well but there is a lot of emotional pain a lot of regret you look back and like ah, why have I done this to myself I had the chance I didn't listen when they said to me and there is a lot of pain gnashing of teeth gnashing of teeth so aside the fact that there is fire in hell there is a lot of pain there's a lot of pain in hell you know i sometimes listen to accounts of people who have had visions into hell visions into heaven and somebody was like oh can we depend on some of these things paul had an experience into the third heavens that means god can take people into heaven and show them things hallelujah But whatever the people come back to say must be in accordance with scripture. That is the most important thing. Check whatever the person is saying with scripture. There are a lot of stories of people who went to hell, people who went to heaven. Some are true, some too. People just wanted to sell books. Because those books sell. I mean, when you hear this experience, it's it's an easy seller. So there are people who forge stories. That is why you must know the scriptures. That's why I'm teaching you some of these things so that when you hear some of these stories, you check it with scripture. Hallelujah. Yeah. So there is fire in hell. Fire, once there's fire, it means there will be heat in hell. A lot of heat. Not some small amount of heat. of heat. A lot of heat. A lot of discomfort. And then there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. There will be a lot of physical pain. There will be a lot of emotional pain. Emotional pain. Point number three. The pain and the torment is everlasting. Everybody say everlasting. That means there's no relief from it. Can you imagine that? When your light is off the whole night, Christ, see the way, you can't sleep. Don't even think of sleep in hell. Don't even imagine sleep eternal torment everlasting torment let's see what Matthew says in chapter 25 verse 41 chapter 25 verse 41 he says then he will also say to those on the left hand depart from me you cursed into the everlasting fire somebody say everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels so this is evidence of the fact that hell wasn't originally made for man it was meant for the devil and his angels another um version of the bible says the devil and his demons so that means the devil is there and then demons are also there so hell is one very long horror movie those of you who fear horror movies and you can't sleep this one you are in it you are living in it not one day not two days but forever may you not go to hell in jesus name strange noises eerie cries somebody screaming people crying some of those who give an account they said the screaming is literally non-human it's like it's it's, it's screaming out of pain, so hell is like a long, everlasting horror movie. So, if you don't like horror movies, make sure you don't go there because you'll be an actor in it, you'll be part of the cast in the horror movie. And you see, right now, a lot of the torment in hell is coming from the demons. You see, hell is like, as I've always said, like a remand prison. When somebody is accused of stealing, they put him in a small prison, hold you there. After judgment, then they'll take you to Insanah One Maximum Security Prison. So now, the small holding prison is hell. Insanah One Maximum Security Prison is the lake of fire. And you know prisoners, when you come fresh, they bully you. So the demons that they did, they've been there, like, they are the champions there. They are the senior men. Especially if... You are not lucky and you've been a Christian before. And you've prayed warfare prayers before. You have done binding. And the truth is that when you bind, they are bound. And when you lose, <laughs> there is losing. You've done a, When I say, imagine that the head of the devil is in between your hands. As you clap, you are smashing the head. And now, oh yeah! With all oh, vim. Because we have spiritual power, when we do these things, it affects them. And you are not lucky and you backslide. And you lose your faith and you lose your salvation. Let me tell you here today, you can lose your salvation. The same mouth you use to confess Jesus Christ, you can use that same mouth to denounce him. Hallelujah. Yeah. And you end up there. It's so awful. <laughs> right now, you are in our territory. Yeah, the bosses. See how the prisoners they can bully, they can beat. They are doing those things to people there right now. One account I read, person said, when a demon comes and wants to worry, they'll just do something like this, no? And then scorpions will come and sting you from head to toe. And then they'll just do something, and then the scorpions will go. And you'll be there in pain from multiple scorpion bites. If you've had a scorpion bite before, you'll know how one scorpion bite can be. Uh, you are looking at somebody, look at him. <laughs> I saw him at the ER that day. I was like, Ben Mabani. This is pain. <laughs> ah, multiple scorpion bites. They are bullying people there. Another account I read, they said they'll put you in a coffin and the demons will be holding swords. Oh, they will walk. Say, so, just having found at your expense. They are the senior prisoners. So as you've come, they have to teach you the culture of the place. That here there is no sweetness here. It is all about suffering and gnashing of teeth. But that is why you will escape it. Hallelujah. It is not for you. And it's not for your family, too. It's not for your father, it's not for your mother. It's not for your brothers, it's not for your sisters, it's not for your roommate. And that will be so because you will intercede for them and you witness Christ to them. Yeah. So there is fire, there is pain, there is regret, there is emotional hate, and then there is darkness. So proper doom so. In hell, this one is doom doom. There's no soul anywhere. God is not there, so there's no light there. Darkness. Jesus talked about being cast into the outer darkness. So there is darkness in hell. So you can imagine this dark, eerie place, scary sounds, scary creatures, and some of the demons when they when they describe them. They are not like human height, and some of them 20 feet tall and things like that. You know, people who have seen angels physically, some of them are huge, like a building tall. Human beings standing there with wings. And these were fallen angels. So they also have some of those characteristics. Huge like that. Scary looking with their teeth and their claws and all sorts of things. And you are there with them a demon will be your roommate in hell. <laughs> and you know, hell, they are, they are prison cells. there are prison cells. When Jesus died, and you know, hell is actually here on earth. Also. Let's read um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 9. It's not in some strange place. It's, it's here on earth. Actually, people believe it's in the core of the earth. How many of you know Jesus went to hell when he died? Okay. Now look at this scripture. He said, Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended? He's talking about Jesus Christ. That he ascended. But before he ascended, he descended. Where? Into the lower parts of what? The earth. And we all know it was hell he went to. He went there for two purposes. One of them was to preach to the souls who had gone into hell after, like before the, the finished work of, of, of Christ, he had to go and preach to them as an apostle Peter told us so that those who accepted were now translated from um, one compartment into the other and then the other reason was for him to go and engage the devil in an open combat to take the keys of death and hell from him that's why when he came out he said I am he who died and now I am alive forevermore and the keys of death and hell in my hands hallelujah he needed to do that during the three-day period when he was dead and he rose up triumphant hallelujah yeah so hell is actually here on earth and that is what the scriptures are telling us of course god will not let anybody one day you are walking on (laughs) you end up in hell It, it will not happen as much as it is a spiritual entity and a spiritual place It is a spiritual place found in a physical place. Hallelujah. Yeah. So there is darkness in hell. There is no light. Now. Let's read a certain account. Which I believe we are all very familiar with. And it will give us some insights. Further insights into hell. Let's read Luke chapter 16. Verse 24 to 26. Luke 16, 24 to 26. Luke chapter 16. He said, and he cried and said, This is the story of Lazarus, the poor beggar, and the rich man. He said, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. So this was after the rich man had died, Lazarus had also died. And the Bible says, Lazarus went into Abraham's bosom. So the two compartments that we saw: the upper one, Lazarus went there. And then um, what do you call it? the rich man went into the place of torment. So this is the rich man crying to Father Abraham. He said, he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. So what we can infer from here is that there's no water in hell. It may sound very simple, but just imagine it. Heat with no water sometimes thirst can be more agonizing than hunger that's why somebody can go 10 days, 20 days even without food but don't try it with water your body cannot stand it and here there is no water with all the heat there is no water in hell He said, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. 25. But Abraham said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime received thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Verse 26. He said, and beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. what are some of the conclusions we can draw here aside the fact that there is no water in hell we can conclude that when you are in paradise you can see what goes on in hell and vice versa and for me that is a scary part that means you can see people and it's, not, it's not just about seeing people you can recognize them See, that is why you shouldn't live just wanting media. No one like you just want to go to heaven. The people you love must go to heaven with you. Otherwise, you'll be in heaven, but you'll still not be happy. You will be in paradise and still not be happy because you look across and you will see your father. You look across and you see your mother. You look across, you see your brother. You look across, you will see your roommate suffering. And if you are somebody with a compassionate heart, you can be enjoying while you can see people tormented. This scripture tells us that you can see. And it even further tells us that there is a great possibility that communication can take place. And that is where those you had the chance to preach to that you didn't will accuse you. That, uh, so you you never gave me the chance to hear about this Jesus that you were in the same room Friday night I go to nightclub Friday evening you go to hour of travel you never even invited me to church you never took responsibility to speak to me about Jesus Christ so communication can take place and that is the scary part so I believe there be people in heaven alright but they will have a lot of regrets because of some of the things they will see I mean I mean, people in paradise The, the paradise it, it, will be, it will be there for a while It will be there for a while Before we go to the judgment seat of Christ You see two different kinds of judgment We Christians will go for the judgment seat of Christ Which is more or less like an award ceremony The Bible says There is therefore no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus For us it is not a judgment of condemnation It will be a judgment of accountability Hallelujah are going to give an account for your talents and stuff like that and that will determine what reward that you get. It is the unbelievers who will face the great white throne judgment which is a judgment of condemnation. So you will be in paradise and you will be seeing your friends. You will be seeing your relatives. You will be seeing them suffering. I pray that a burden for lost souls will come upon you today. Number seven there's a very 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 strong possibility that hell is a very smelly place and i'll explain why let's read revelation chapter 21 verse 8. you see first of all this scripture tells us some of the people you find in hell i heard some unbelievers saying that hell obeyed the papa because all the you know the, the hip people will be there. So heaven will be dull. You know, the Christians who don't know how to chill. They don't know how to, you know, freeze. They <laughs> are the ones who will be in heaven. Somebody was like, ah, help, uh, Bob Marley, be well. Michael Jackson. Be well. It's like charming all day, all night. But that's not what the Bible tells us. It's talking about those who will be in heaven. said said, they're fearful. And they're unbelieving. And they're abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone say brimstone brimstone is another name for sulfur if you've done science experiment in jhs before you know sulfur can have a very pungent smell That is hell for you. (laughs) Smell of sulfur. They say it smells like rotten egg. It is potentially a very, very, very... So aside the fact that there's no light, there's no water, the place is hot, unbearably hot. People are tormented. And on top of it too, the smell is bad smell of hell is bad you know i've always been wondering this one is my mind when paul is speaking his mind he'll tell you it's his mind so this one come to tell you, it's my mind we all try to analyze the bible and make sense out of certain things so i've also tried to analyze certain scriptures to make sense out of certain things you see the bible tells us clearly what happens to the resurrected bodies of the christians the body is transformed into a glorified body. The same will not happen to the unbelievers. Otherwise, then what is the difference? Say, into a glorified body, now, then what is the point? It is our reward for accepting Christ. Hallelujah. So, they, when they are resurrected to go and face the judgment, I was asking myself, what kind of body are they going to go with? Pardon <laughs> <laughs> you see, when the Bible says the corruptible body becomes incorruptible, corruptible is an old term for decomposition. What's the true word for corruption? Prayer. Decomposition. Alright? So, our reward is that our bodies become incorruptible. And I don't think the same thing happens to the people who go to hell. So it is possible, in my view, that there will be some amount of decomposition of their body. They can't go in their nice glory. No, 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 no. Some amount of decomposition, which will add to the smell in hell. And you know that worms in hell. Let me show you. Let me show you a scripture. <laughs> Mark chapter 9 verse 43 to 44 Mark chapter 9 43 to 44 we all know worms go with decomposition right he said and if they had offended the cut off and you see Jesus was 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 giving this message to people to show you how much he wants people to escape hell he said if your eye is worrying you and will take you to hell pluck it out you yourself pluck it out too. not let somebody pluck it out for you can you imagine taking a knife and it must take a lot of determination said, so if your hand is one, cut it off can you cut off your hand that means this man is trying to tell us as much as you can try not to go to this place called hell so that's what he was talking about he said if the hand offend thee cut it off it is better for thee to enter into life made than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched and the verse 44 he said where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched." of all the animals or living things in this world apart from human beings it is webs and they are everlasting webs they don't die they are there still chopping peoples have decomposed bodies I can imagine the smell in hell, aside the brimstone, the sulfur smell. And then, if my theory is right, (laughs) and they are going there in decomposed or semi decomposed or corruptible bodies, it will not be a place you want to be. That is why, thank God, you escape it. Number eight. It's important to know that there are different degrees of punishment in hell. Not everybody will receive the same way we want not receive the same level of rewards in heaven. In hell too. The, 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 the punishment will not be at the same level. Let's read what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 20 verse 12. Still on Revelation chapter 20. I'm almost rounding up. Revelation 20 12. He said, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And this one is talking about the unbelievers, the great white throne judgment. And the books were opened and another book was opened. Now look at the contrast. though. It goes to cement what I said, that more people will go into hell than heaven. Initially I saw that and the books were opened. Books, say books. And another book, say book, was opened, which is the book of life. the open book so that one is for the condemned plenty volume one volume two volume three plenty but the book of life was just one and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books let's read the last one together good according to their works according to their works so the punishment will not be the same the one who just was fond of stealing chicken from time to time, the punishment will not be like Adolf Hitler. That is, if he's unfortunate to go to a. For you know, he repented before he died. Somebody said, if that happens, can be pa, 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 pa. <laughs> you think about yourself. I like it to pay him but that. A person like Adolf Hitler, like God will forgive him, but it's possible, though. it's very, very possible. That's what this our God, He can do some things, so. <laughs> so the punishment will not be on the same level. What it means is that everything anybody is doing is being recorded. Is it the same for us believers? It's not. You see when you become a christian what it means is that you have accepted the fact that jesus suffered for you and you have accepted that suffering and so you don't have to suffer again that is basically what it means to be born again the punishment that was supposed to come to you jesus bore it and so more or less just accept that this thing this man did is enough to save me that is what it means to be born again that, that is it, alright? And when, you see, when, when I say, when uh, we say it's not recorded, it's not recorded for this day of judgment, alright? When you pray for forgiveness, God forgives you because of the blood of Jesus. He forgives you. And when God forgives you, he forgets. That is a good thing about God. He forgets. He says I'm he who blots away your transgressions for my name's sake and I don't remember them anymore. So stop praying about that thing you did 10 years ago. That night be that you came from the movie be that one or two things happened that you are still praying about. He is forgotten about it. If you genuinely repented of it and you prayed for forgiveness he has forgiven you and he has forgotten. Hallelujah. He is not keeping it for that day. But for those who do not give their life to Christ, it will be revealed on that day. Did this, that, 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 that. That day there will be a lot of shame. Things people denied. Things people did and put on others. Big, big political scandals that (laughs) the truths will come out on that day. In fact, it will be very, very interesting. I don't know whether scripture talks about whether we will be giving audience. Charlie, can I pay popcorn? <laughs> because Charlie, we would have made it already. Yes, cross your legs and listen. We'll know what happened. Some of the scandals you've heard about that this person said this and this person said this, and we are left to believe whatever we believe. We'll know the truth on that day who know the truth on that day. And so the punishment levels are not going to be the same. The punishment levels are not going to be the same. So people, hell is a very horrible place to be. There's no light there. There There's no water there. I mean, Satan is a very bad president. At least president, he should be able to provide... (laughs) Just was to provide light. She <laughs> was to provide water. Food, too. There's no food there. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of torment. There's a lot of regret. The place is filthy and the place is smelly with a lot of worms and demons. there is a lot of fear eternal fear fear will grip you the whole of the time it's not a place for anybody to go to so the question is why should i be preaching this to you as you are a christian the first reason is that it makes you appreciate what jesus did for you because it is as a result of what jesus did that you will not go through this it makes you appreciate what jesus did for And the second thing is that it pushes you to win the loss for Christ. I read about a certain statistic that saddened me. It said only 2% of Christians win souls. I don't know how many of us there are here. But if we should extend that 2% to this population, it means it's just a few people. Who are actually concerned about winning souls and I've told you that in hell you'll be seeing people you know you'll be seeing people you know it, it won't be easy like that you're a very compassionate person and so it's going to affect you this is the time to start winning souls you may say oh I'm not a good preacher you don't need to be a good preacher to win a soul sometimes all you have to do is to invite the person to church if you are not a good preacher, there will be somebody who will preach. Hallelujah. We had a meeting as pastors on Sunday. And one of the things we've resolved now is that the, the meeting of new people, like the first time is, it is now going to be done by pastors. And the pastors are going to rotate. And one of the things that will be done at the meeting of the new people is to do an altar call. That means everybody who passes through this church you won't live without giving your life to Christ and that is going to start from this Sunday so every month there will be a pastor in charge of that we can't let people be passing through our hands and we'll be in paradise and be seeing them I, mean, I can't take that kind of regret I can't take that kind of regret there's somebody you know who doesn't know Christ speak to the person about Jesus Christ invite the person to church we have become too selfish as christians it's like it's just me what i want you know i just want to live my life mind my own business and go to heaven but it's not as simple as that you enter heaven but you enter with a lot of regret you enter heaven but you enter with a lot of pain because you'll be seeing people you know that roommate of yours the person you are going to lie in the room with today that ex that ex say ex that ex when you were in the world the one used to chill with the one used to roll with he has rolled into hell and you have walked into paradise it will not be easy for you it will not be easy for you to look across and see your father it will not be easy for you to look across and see your mother suffering while you are in paradise and so my prayer is that a burden for souls will come upon you today this evening we are going to pray for lost souls is it a good prayer to pray yes and I want to see passion it's only when we are binding demons and praying about our future and our destiny those of you who were sleeping while I was preaching God has seen all of you yes, Christians you want me to say and receive a house when you are awake and you stand there receiving it that's all you want earth, 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 earth earth. this earth will leave it and go and face eternity but it's a good prayer to pray and I expect passion I expect you to imagine the people you know at your workplace, in your hostel who don't know Christ who will be going to this horrible place I want us to stand to our feet who will be going to this horrible place that the Bible has clearly described to us today tonight I want us to pray You see, there are some people who have been stubborn towards the gospel. But all they need is one encounter with God. All Saul needed was one encounter with God and he was changed into Paul. Tonight, you want to pray for lost souls here in Kolibu at your workplace, in your class, in your house. Maybe it's your father, maybe it's your mother. I want you to pray a passionate prayer. And just ask god to touch them wherever they are even if you will not have access to them to speak to them about jesus christ want to pray that God will prepare somebody just like God prepared Philip to meet the Ethiopian, you know, that God will call somebody to meet them. God will put a word in your mouth for them. A word that will change their lives. A word that will change their destiny. A word that will catapult them from hell and take them into heaven. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. For some of you, you are the only born again Christian in your home.
2: In your heart. To pray that the Lord will save your house. I want to see you praying with passion. We are talking about souls in the name of Jesus
1: Christ of Nazareth. Pray for souls. Pray
2: for souls. Pray for souls. Pray for 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 divine encounters. That the Lord will touch them. The Lord will bring about a change. In the name of Jesus, pray for sensitivity to the gospel. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Mention them by name and drag them to the cross of Jesus. And this prayer must not end today. Maybe you have not made it a prayer topic. But from tonight, begin to agonize for them in the spirit. Commit some time every day to pray for some lost souls. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Pray for that boss of yours at work. Pray for that person you sit with in class. Pray for that ex of yours. In
0: the
2: name of Jesus. We pray for the lost in Konebu. Lord, touch them. Give them a divine encounter. Ilamba ba Yakatama ya kata masoko. Re de 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 boromono ba 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 sata kabaya kato. Re Oh, shala ba so lord so randa randa Oh, ya katomo no molomo zanadaba. Ora kanabasi kelebranta. Men delebran delebran basuka bata. Oh salabranta labala. They will not go to hell. They will be saved because of your prayers. Because of your sharing the word of God with them. In the, in the name, name of the Jesus Lord, Christ. In the,
1: and Lord, Lord. in the name of Jesus, you want to pray for yourself. I mentioned that there are only two percent of Christians who are carrying the burden of soul winning. I want to pray the Lord. I want to be part of that minority. You want to pray the Lord, touch my heart. Some of you, the problem is that you don't have the burden for lost souls at all. For some people, it's a, it's a, it's a question of, of boldness. It's shyness. If that is your problem, you want to pray that Lord take away that shyness. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. See? If it, it is that you don't have the burden at all, pray that Lord, place that burden upon my spirit. Yes, Lord. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray In right the name now. of the Lord Jesus. For the burden. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let
2: for the for the for the Lord's for the for the lost to the <laughs> of the Let shabaala bala 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 Let bala 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 We will no longer catch fishes, but thou shalt become fishes of men. In the name of the Lord Jesus, release the burden upon us like never before. This is a pledge we are making to God tonight.
0: Oh, are
2: So I'm Of all from God.
0: Because to so have the passion to populate heaven. To to be to 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 and
2: the right to the right to 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 the of the soul
0: when Come on, let's tonight.
1: We trust you have been blessed by this message, for more information Reach us on 024 873 7252 or on our Facebook page, the Overflow when the Worship Center. Stay left. Overflow. Overflow. Overflow.
0: Overflow. Overflow.